Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, they lost their seventh straight road game to start the season. They lost to the Kings 122-115. And after a nice win over the Cavs, this is kind of a downer. I talked about how it felt like the Warriors were starting to turn a corner a bit. That may be a win against Sacramento and then uh, hopefully a win against the Spurs would give them a little bit of a of a winning streak, some good good vibes that they were going and trending in the right direction. We all saw what we saw. It was a lot of the same stuff as before. The young guys, they're you know still out of the rotation for the most part. Uh, the defense is not where it should be. Jordan Poole is having some some troubles with his, with his efficiency and his defense and leading that uh, second unit uh clay clay thompson is still not exactly who we hoped he would be and uh yeah like the warriors are 0 and 7 so now their record is 5 and 8 understandably there's a lot of concerns out there amongst the fan base amongst you know local media members and when it's a lot of the same stuff over and over again, that uh, those are questions that need to be answered, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, this game was this, this game was that. But I'm tired <laughs> right now of the repetitive stuff. So I just want to talk about some some happy Warriors thoughts. Now, I'm not totally ignoring the negative stuff because I've talked about those things game after game thus far and I've hoped for a turnaround and we've seen a little bit, but I just want to focus on four, four positive things because, you know, you read uh, anything on social media, you read any article and they're highlighting the negative stuff, which, which is all true and, you know, stuff needs to be addressed. But for now, for now, just, I want to do an episode getting away from, from a lot of that stuff. So a fake drum roll. Here are four things that I saw in the Kings game that were relatively positive. First, Jonathan Kaminga got minutes and did not look out of sorts and unplayable. Now, that might be a very low bar at this point, considering all that has been said, all that I've said about Kaminga and what he could be and who he could be and whatnot. Uh, His line on the night, 14 minutes, which is a lot for him. One for four only from the field, 0 for 2, minus four on the night, no rebounds, one assist, three points. Now, you must be thinking like, dude, can you be less of a homer? And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he lit it up, that all of a sudden he's like Scotty Barnes out there or anyone else. But, you know, in previous games, we'd seen Kaminga be jittery, unsure, whatever. But he came out there with confidence right away, and he was helpful. You know, he was definitely helpful early on and I wouldn't put it on him at all that the Warriors lost this game. We all know that it was that second quarter where the, I mean, the Warriors, again, just like in the Kings game the week before, they'd built up a lead and then the second unit couldn't hold it. And it was weird because the second unit, mostly at fault, it was Jordan Poole coughed up some really bad turnovers and uh, Anthony Lamb turned a little bit into a pumpkin again you know he had some uh bad plays in that second quarter he made up for it a little bit in the second half but that's where it all just went to hell they had a nice lead then there was like a 13 point lead then all of a sudden just 
gaffe after gaffe, it was gone. But Jonathan Kaminga, I think that's a positive. I think you can hang your hat on that a little bit. And <laughs> I know these are small things, right? This is a small thing. So just bear with. Okay. So like if he starts getting comfortable, if he starts getting a little bit more playable and on defense, Kaminga looked pretty, pretty decent out there, especially early on. So I will take that. Second thing, Dante DiVincenzo in his second game back, he looked good. He looked better. He looked like he really fit out there. And it's going to take some time for him to get into a rhythm, especially with the rotations and playing with some of these guys. Because again, he's new, not that many reps with these dudes. So he played 24 minutes, which is a ton, actually. (laughs) The most bench minutes for anyone. One for three from the field, two for two from the line. Uh, His only shot made was a three-pointer, five boards, two assists. Five boards, impressive. Uh, Five points, uh, zero plus minus on the night. I guess technically that's a positive for this uh, for this game. He is not uh, Gary Payton the second on defense in terms of on ball stuff, but I think you know, like Draymond talked about how point of attack was a bit of an issue with some of the dribble handoffs that the Kings like to run, and I think part of that is just you know you could put you could put Dante DiVincenzo on stuff like that in the future. As time goes, as uh, he gets more into the flow of the season, gets his legs under him and whatnot. Again, I've said before, he's not Gary Payton II on defense, but he ain't no slouch. Uh, he's a better, more well-rounded player on offense. So you know, hopefully those things balance out a little bit. The point of attack stuff is disappointing this season because uh, we thought that guys like Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, and even a healthier Clay Thompson, uh, a more rested Clay Thompson could provide a little bit more of that stuff, but that's not happening <laughs> right now. So Dante DiVincenzo, I think that's a positive. He he looked good in his minutes overall. I think he'll continue to get better. Okay. The third thing, which might for, them, for most people be a negative, is I think Clay Thompson is getting a little bit better. We've all said that his shot is coming up short, and that's largely probably attributable to the fact that his legs have not been under him, and he didn't play much at all, actually, during the offseason, and his preseason was pretty pretty, uh, pretty short-lived, <laughs> to be honest. So he was 6-for-16, uh, only 5-for-13 from three, no free throws, uh, 17 points, seven boards, impressive, three assists. And, you know, the eye test tells me that, and I said this after the Cavs game, when he steps into a shot, when he gets the ball on a break with some forward momentum, those shots are true and they go in. It's when he kind of does something off the bounce, his step backs are coming up pretty short. And that was clearly the case in this Kings game. But it looks like when he's getting his legs under him, his shot is more and more consistent. Now, you might be saying like, well, how is that different from like before? <laughs> well, I mean, before, even when he had forward momentum, uh, his shot didn't seem to be going in very much. But, you know, again, this is the eye test. And uh, in this game, when he had his feet set and when he wasn't like, you know, stepping back, when he wasn't coming off like the bounce or anything, when he was moving into a shot, he looked better. And, you know, and then he posted something on Instagram saying like, you know, he believes in himself and all this other stuff and it's coming, whatever. And, you know, 
it is what it is, but I think he'll get better as the weeks go. Uh, you may say like we need him to be better right now, and that's probably true, but time will tell. And I think he's moving in the positive direction. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Even though the Warriors have had a rough start, how can you not? bet on them. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And the final thing, the final fourth positive I will take is, you know, I think Andrew Wiggins is having a phenomenal season. Yes, he missed shots at the end of the Kings game, just like everyone else did. Uh, you know, the Warriors with their best players out there could not put this game away. They could not catch up when they were down. It is what it is, right? Like this Kings game was that second quarter just execution meltdown and then the inability to hit shots at the end. The Kings aren't a terrible team. They're a decent team and they have guys who you know, give the Warriors problems and whatnot. But it was just a question of like not hitting shots when they needed to and that second quarter, uh, which was just awful. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins, I mean, let's just look at him on the season. He's playing 35 minutes a night, averaging 19.3 points, shooting 74% from the free throw line, which is great for him. 5.9 boards, two and a half assists, 1.1 blocks, 1.4 steals, 38 0.7% from three, which is which is pretty solid <laughs> for Andrew Wiggins, and pretty much 50% from the field in general. So I've said before, if the Warriors don't have Wiggins, uh, they might have like two wins on the season right now. Uh, you know, I could really, really appreciate the dude. And I think because there's been so much losing and there's been so much inconsistency and there's been so much focus on the young dudes and their inability to rise up to the occasion this season. I think Andrew Wiggins is something that gets overlooked and this isn't just like, you know, Hey, let's look at the bright side of things. But like, these are things, these four things, again, not dismissing all the the negatives, but these are four things that I think are positives moving forward. You know, uh, these are happy warrior thoughts. As I said before, they play the Spurs on Monday uh, at home. You know, hopefully they win that one. I fully expect the starters to play, especially after they lost this one. And you know, this game was a bummer largely because you know the more they lose, the less you'll see Kerr take chances on Wiseman, on I guess Moody at this point. And um, you know, they need to lock some away. I mean, they need the Spurs game, plain and simple. <laughs> you can't lose to the Spurs at home and then go to uh, Phoenix on the road. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the Warriors definitely need to work some some stuff out. Again, it's it's repetitious right now. You know, I see people talking about like, oh, if they're going to lose, uh, play the young guys anyway. 
and they're not trying to lose. <laughs> you know, I guarantee you Kerr wanted this game and Kerr wants the Spurs game. They need to rack up some wins, get back to uh, above 500 before they can put guys like Wiseman out there and tinker with what they have. I mean, it's a shame that DeMontis Sabonis goes off for like 20 and 22 and you can't get a big body like Wiseman out there to, to make a difference. We saw Wiseman play against Sabonis and he was, he was fine earlier in the season, but right now it's just not happening. So again, that's, that's a shame. You got these big bodies that you play against, whether it's Evan Mobley, uh, Jared Allen, now Sabonis, and you can't put your own seven footer out there for any meaningful minutes because it's just how it is. So anyway, you know, I just wanted for this podcast, like it's, you know, not have to repeat a lot of the stuff from them from before. And not that these positives are blowing sunshine, but I'm just tired of repeating the same stuff. So I want to focus on some good things. The Warriors, they get the Spurs and hopefully this is a, a, a W and hopefully like, you know, we get some good vibes moving into Phoenix. And that's all I could say. The Warriors are five and eight right now. The Warriors are in 13th place, five and eight, two games above the Lakers, half a game behind the Timberwolves and two and a half games behind the Mavericks for the sixth seed. So it's not all doom and gloom, but it's definitely kind of a bummer. But uh, like I said earlier in the season, right, it's going to be rough. It's going to be up and down. And if it's uh, if it's too much to bear with, just step away from your NBA league pass and uh, tune in in like, I don't know, a, a month or two. You know, see where they're at at that point. Right now, it is 13 games in, and I've said 20 games, and that's seven games away. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where they stand coming up soon. But yeah, quick turnaround, Spurs. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>